Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Well, 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 friends, welcome to today's episode. It is a fucking doozy. And I, I mean that. I mean that more than anything. I don't normally drop an F-bomb right in the beginning of a show. But today, there's a reason for it. Also, uh, I've been congested the last few days. So that's why I might sound a little different in today's episode. Dealing with that. Um, but hey, welcome to Nixner News, of course. I'm your host, Nick. Uh, there may be a time where we might not have episodes in the next couple weeks. I know I've been talking about it. Uh, I'm personally moving. Uh, i got to get my internet situation figured out once I do move. So just be aware. Um, but again, welcome to the show if you're new. Uh, welcome back if you've been listening for a while. Happy you guys could join us. Um, you know, as always, uh, like, share, subscribe, review, rate. Thumb up, thumb down, uh, leave a bad review. I, I don't care what you guys do. Just just, just do what you want to do, man. Uh, you know, I'm available on many platforms now for you guys to, to listen to me and me ramble on and on and on about stupid shit week after week. But, hey, it keeps bringing you back, so that, that's all that matters, right? Hey, no, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But anyway, let's get to the news of the week, shall we, huh? Just because there's, there's a, a big... There, surprisingly there's not it's mostly like big stories there's not a lot of little stories there's there's a, a few concentrated big stories this week and let's get to it shall we let's let's start with what's what's going on in the gaming world right and uh the dice awards were uh which are an award show given by the uh what what's exactly i forget the academy of interactive arts and sciences uh, this is the 25th annual Dice Awards, um, and uh, these will be held on February 24th in Las Vegas. And uh, the they have li- uh, announced their nominees for their their gaming awards for their game of the year nominees. We have Deathloop, Inscription, It Takes Two, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, and Returnal. Outstanding achievement in animation: You have Call of Duty Vanguard, Deathloop, Ken of Bridge of Spirits, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Resident Evil Village. Uh, for outstanding achieve- achievement in art direction, you have Call of Duty Vanguard, Deathloop, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village. Outstanding achievement in character, you have Deathloop for Colt Vaughn, the main character. Uh, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits for Kenna, Life is Strange, True Colors, Alex Chen. Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart for Rivet. And Resident Evil Village, Lady Dimitrescu. For Outstanding Achievement in Original Music Composition, you have Deathloop, which I think should win in this case. It Takes Two, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Psychonauts 2, Returnal. Outstanding Achievement in Audio Design, you have Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, It Takes Two, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, and Returnal. For Outstanding Achievement in Story, you have Before Your Eyes, Inscription, Guardians of the Galaxy, Psychonauts 2, The Forgotten City. For Outstanding Technical Achievement, you have Battlefield 2042, Forza Horizon 5, Mon Cage, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, Returnal. Action Game of the Year, you have Deathloop, Halo Infinite, Metroid Dread, Returnal, The Ascent. 
Adventure Game of the Year, you have Death's Door, It Takes Two, Guardians of the Galaxy, Psychonauts 2, and Resident Evil Village. And then uh, you, you, it goes on from there. You know, they've, they've uh, for each category, things like that. And uh, you guys can, can find that online. And uh, like I said, February 24th, it will uh, take place and we'll find out who wins all of those things. Um, also, if you pre-ordered a Steam Deck, do not worry. It looks like it is on the way. It will ship on time. Uh, people already have it in hand. Uh, so if you were one of the lucky few to get the first batch, you should be receiving it soon if you haven't already. No fret there. Also in the news, uh, the developer behind PUBG, Crafton, uh, has filed several lawsuits against several mobile developers, including Garena, uh, Apple, and Google, and has done so due to what they believe are copycat games and uh, copyright infringement. Um, they have filed, this is uh, via Kotaku and The Verge, Crafton. Uh, has accused Apple and Google of, quote, blatantly infringing mobile version of Battlegrounds, unquote. Um, and it's been developed by Garena. Crafton uh, is also seeking damages and uh, says it is, quote, rampant willful copyright infringement, unquote, um, based on Garena's games, which are Free Fire and Free Fire Max. And... Uh, so they, they say this is because Garena describes Free Fire as, quote, the ultimate survival shooter game available on mobile, unquote. It's 50 players against one another in, um, in a 10-minute round set on an island location, which sounds a lot like PUBG. Granted, it sounds like Fortnite, too. Um, essentially, they're just, they want compensation, and they blame Apple and Google as part of it. I think it's really funny that that's even a thing. Like, like I get it. PUBG was relevant at once, at one time. Is it as relevant today? I, I know it still has a, a somewhat decently high player count, um, but unfortunately, Fortnite has just overtaken it in the battle royale. Even Apex Legends and things like that. So it's just it. It's funny they're trying to probably recoup some of their losses there. The developers behind Dying Light Two, um, after saying it's going to take you 500 hours to complete have promised at least at least five years of post-launch post content, which is wild, wild to think about. Five years? Most games barely do one, and they're promising five. That is wild to me. I mean, I know people love these games. I personally don't get into zombie games or anything like that, so, so I get it. I do, I do, just not my cup of tea. Um, but hey, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad someone likes it, right? So, it, obviously, it's enough to, to support it for five years. Uh, Halo Infinite is always growing. Hell, there was a new hotfix put out today to help with uh, with certain aspects of the game. And uh, especially with Big Team Battle, which is still facing an uphill battle itself right now. Um, but 343 has announced they are focused on finding a way to... Uh, I, I guess you would say, like, decrease the cost of, um, they're looking to decrease the cost of some of their in-store items. Uh, right now, they, they are pretty high. They want to lower the cost of bundles as well. They're, they're a little extreme in, in their pricing, um, even more so than, like, than Warzone pricing and things like that. So it's, uh, it's interesting to see them 
see them do that though. Um, but it, it's nice to see that they, they are listening to, to player feedback and are trying to lower the cost, if you will, um, just to kind of help uh, get people to, to be on board with more things and maybe buy more things. Because hell, they, they want to make money off of it. That That's why DLC on Halo 5 was always free. Because they allegedly made enough money off the microtransactions that, that weren't necessary um, to, 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 to keep everything going. So it, it, it's interesting to see this massive pushback in, in Halo Infinite. Granted, it didn't have the same kind of stuff in, in Halo 5. Uh, but but we'll see we'll see what happens. I personally haven't really bought any. I bought one packet package or something um, in the beginning, but I was like, I'm not spending twenty dollars on cosmetics. Like I'm just I'm just not. Nothing will ever be that cool. Um, frustratingly, so I haven't been able to play the last two events just because of of my move and everything like that. And it. it Luckily, the first season is is still going on till May, so I think they're going to bring these back a couple of times. So I'm not too worried about it. But uh, hell, I got Pokemon Legends Arceus and Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West coming out in the next couple of weeks. So that's going to eat up some of my time as well. And speaking of Pokemon, Pokemon game sales in 2021 were able to be at their highest since 2001 when gold and silver launched. So the NPD group put out their sales numbers for the end of 2021 and Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl were the third best-selling games in December, fourth best-selling games in the entire year in the US and best-selling games on Nintendo consoles for both the entire month of December and for the full year. That's crazy. And and it wasn't just uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, but they were buying physical copies of the games as well as new Pokemon Snap. So in total, physical sales, of po- physical sales, mind you, of Pokemon games in 2021 were the best they've been since 2000. Uh, so excuse me, 2000, when Pokemon Gold and Silver first came out. Um, that doesn't even count the digital sales for the games. And those didn't even exist, remember, in 2000. There was no way to get a digital version of a Game Boy game back then. Uh, Call of Duty, as expected, was the highest uh, selling game of 2021. And Vanguard was both best selling for December and the full year. Black Ops Cold War, interestingly, was the second best selling game of the year. It's the first time we've had a Call of Duty in the first and second spot. Usually it's like Madden or, or a FIFA or something like that. So, Call of Duty has now been the best-selling gaming franchise for 13 consecutive years. And third year in a row that the Call of Duty was top the charts for a full year since Red Dead Redemption broke its streak in 2018. Um, So, best-selling gaming franchise, not best-selling game, because obviously they're different games. Um... But here are the top sellers of 2021. But and seven of these were the, also the top in the top 20 for 2020 as well. Um, and then some of them were even from 2019. So number one, Call of Duty Vanguard. Two, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. So Madden NFL 22 was number three. 
Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, number four. Battlefield 2042, that's surprising. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Mario Kart 8, Resident Evil Village, MLB The Show 21, Super Mario 3D World, Far Cry 6, FIFA 22, Minecraft, Animal Crossing New Horizons, NBA 2K 2022, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Back for Blood, Mortal Kombat 11, Forza Horizon 5. Look at that. Uh, month of December by itself were Call of Duty Vanguard, Halo Infinite. Nice to see Halo in a, a top-selling month for the first time in a while. Pokemon Brilliant, Diamond, Shining Pearl, Madden NFL, Battlefield 2042, Mario Kart 8, Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales. That's funny, a year later. Mario Party Superstars, NBA 2K22, Animal Crossing New Horizons. That's interesting that uh, NBA has fallen so far. It used to be very high, much higher of a seller. Um, also, per the NB NPD group, Overall spending for the full full year of 2021 was up 8% over 2020. Obviously, people back to work, things like that. And uh, was a new record high of $60.4 being spent on gaming. And then, uh, however, spending in December was down 1%. Um, they attribute to gaming subscriptions and recurrent spending balanced out by decreases in premium game sales. Uh, hardware spending was up 14% to $6.1 billion, and Nintendo Switch was the highest-selling console of 2021. Obviously, console spending is always up in the year following a console launch. And you know what? That's uh, that's it for video game news. You know, nothing, nothing else crazy happened this week. You know, it was just a normal week, and wasn't April Fool's or anything. You know, so like, like let's just talk about... What's going on in the TV world? So yeah, you know, book above. I'm kidding, obviously. The, the the craziest, most ridiculous ever news dropped yesterday morning, and I thought it was a joke when I woke up. Like I wake up, I check some of my group chats, and someone posts like, "Oh hey, Microsoft's buying Activision." I'm like, "Ah, you guys are funny. It's a funny joke." Nope, not at all. This is very real. Microsoft has announced its intentions. To purchase Activision Blizzard. Yes, that Activision Blizzard, the makers of Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, StarCraft, Overwatch, for $68.7 billion, with a B, billion dollars. $68.7 billion. This makes the Bethesda deal look like peanuts. Literally just last week, we were talking about how the largest deal in gaming history was Take-Two Interactive buying Zynga for $12 million. And then Microsoft just comes and just lays its big old fucking dick on the table and be like, nah, bruh, this is the biggest. Now, the industry is 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 wild with, with speculation and people are are fretting online. The the comment sections on some websites are are asinine. God, Kotaku, you'd think the world was ending, and that uh, you know the, the devil had come to to life. Um, you know, there there's a lot of things. That you, obviously, this is this is going to send shockwaves, right? Some people are saying, oh, Sony needs to do something like this. Sony can't. Sony literally does not have the money to do this. Sony has nowhere near enough money to buy 
a, a major competitor to Activision like Ubisoft or EA. They, they just don't. And that's where Microsoft's $2.2 trillion market cap comes in because they can go out and spend money like this. This is Microsoft's largest largest acquisition in their history as well, not just gaming. This is Microsoft's largest acquisition. Now, this, this puts it on the same level as like Marvel being purchased uh, by by Disney or or Disney purchasing Fox and things like this. This is like this is the monumentous thing that this equates to. Now, if you remember a few years ago, Phil Spencer always said he's not competing with Sony. He's not competing with Nintendo. He's competing with 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 Google. He's competing with Apple. He's competing with Amazon, and even Bobby Kotick, who everyone hates and I hate, he said this too. This is the reason why they bought them. Um, now. Everyone's wondering, why would Microsoft come in and do this at such a time when Activision is being sued, when Activision is at its most tumultuous time, things like this. Well, um, some people uh, have speculated, and this is per Bloomberg and, and uh, even Wall Street Journal, that the, the reason they mis- miraculously went up for sale out of the blue uh, is that they were almost forced to go to sale to clean up their image, to clean up all the situation. Uh, this deal is expected to close by the end of Microsoft's fiscal year, which is, I think, June of next year. Um, they did say Bobby Kotick will remain CEO until then. Uh, I highly doubt he will remain CEO after that, um, based off previous comments made by Phil Spencer and obviously the gaming industry as a whole, and he is very heavily implicated in the situation facing Activision right now. Um, but then again, Satya Nadella has made some interesting remarks. But obviously, you're not going to trash him when you're buying his company and you don't want to tarnish the deal. Um, another interesting thing is Microsoft is paying a premium for them. Um, Activision is really valued at around $50 billion right now. And uh, their stock was around... Uh, sixty-five dollars, and Microsoft's paying about ninety-five dollars per share. Very interesting, indeed. Um, I, I just, I wish the, the thing that sucks is Kodak is still going to make a major payday after after this. But it's, uh, like I said, it's it's very very interesting. Um, obviously, a lot of people are not cool with with monopolization. Um, they fear that this is a step towards consolidation. But again, there's no other company that that can make a deal like this. Um, it also came out that that EA and Activision had been in talks to to merge essentially uh, before they ultimately sold to Microsoft. That would have been an interesting interesting thing for sure. Um, while a lot of people are upset that this is happening, a lot of people understand that this is ultimately a good move in general because it will more than likely uh, clean up Activision. Um, hopefully, it can maybe allow some of their studios to make games that aren't Call of Duty, because lately all Activision studios have just become Call of Duty support studios. I mean, think about it. Yes, Activision makes Crash Bandicoot and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but like, in reality, can you go out to a store and find me an Activision game that isn't Call of Duty? No, you can't. Um, A lot of people hope this will help, will help Overwatch and the Overwatch League Maybe Overwatch 2 will not be delayed anymore and will actually come out. Um, a lot of people are afraid Call of Duty is going to go exclusive. And the reason 
of all games where I don't think it will go exclusive. Like, yeah, Bethesda games going exclusive, whatever, that doesn't fucking matter. Bethesda games rarely crack the top 10 for highest selling games in a year, right? Maybe they do, but not for other reasons. It, it, it makes sense, right? The reason Call of Duty will probably not go exclusive is for the exact reason I was just talking about, what, 10 minutes ago? It is literally the highest selling game franchise 13 years in a row. Yes, one could make the argument, you don't drop $60 billion and put that game on other platforms. You could also make the argument, there's no guarantee that you're going to get those people to switch over to your, your box. So you're potentially leaving out a massive chunk of revenue by not releasing COD multi-platform. I mean, they've left other games multi-platform, right? They left Minecraft, and they're still making gangbusters on that. So here's here's my thing. I've seen some people speculate that maybe Warzone will stay multi-platform, and then after whatever Sony's deal with them for, for DLC pre-exclusivity ends that maybe COD will go full exclusive. I do not think so. Like, yes. So this this solidifies Xbox as the shooter box, as it's always been called. But do I think... I still do not think Call of Duty will ever go exclusive. Like, I, I think it was back in the day. I just... I do not... In... in I, I You can make every other Activision franchise console exclusive to Xbox. I just do not see them ever making Call of Duty console exclusive because of the numbers of money it sells. Franchise fatigue has never hit Call of Duty. And yes, Vanguard critically didn't do as well as some other Call of Duties. I just do not see it going exclusive in at any point in time. I just don't. And and I could be wrong. I really could. So that that's one thing. Uh, I saw Jeff Keighley made a funny thing. He's like, don't they own Crash Bandicoot now? It's like, well, yeah, and hopefully another Crash gets made because they, of course, have been moved over to supporting Call of Duty, as with all the other studios. Uh, High Moon Studios down the road. Again, a, a studio that's made great games. Hopefully they get to start making their own games again. I mean, lately at Activision, it seems like every game has to be a billion-dollar franchise, and it shouldn't be that way. And then Blizzard, of course, is a shell of its former self. And, uh, of course, hit just as hard, if not harder, by all the scandals and inappropriateness going on. And we'll, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens with, with World, of War, World of Warcraft and Starcraft and Diablo and, and Overwatch and things like that. And it's, it's funny that, uh, you know, Rod Ferguson, who was head of the Coalition for a while making Gears recently left Microsoft to work at, at Blizzard, and uh, now he's working, he'll essentially be working for Microsoft again. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's quite funny. Um, a lot of people, again, in the industry have, have made interesting, um, interesting comments, and uh, I, I just, like I said, there's no one else who can do this. Um, but the other thing to think about too, so this will put Microsoft as the third highest company by gaming revenue behind Sony and Tencent. So yes, Sony still makes more money in revenue. They still don't have a market cap enough, big enough to buy 
EA or anyone like this to make a a a swing against Microsoft. Um, a couple people, um, like I said, are 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 a little worried about it, and uh, you know, people are like, so you got to remember, Bobby Kotick bought Activision in 1990. Um, and he turned the company around back then too. And it said he fired all the, someone's like, he fired all the executives then. Just saying. Most of the time when a, when a large company buys a company for this amount of money, most of the C-suite gets kicked to the curb. Especially when they're facing the situation that Activision is right now. Um, now, remember, everything that is happening... Um, at Activision, you have to remember the Activision Blizzard Workers Alliance. This is the the group of employees who are fighting for for better representation. They're fighting to almost unionize. Um, now the the uh, Raven Software, one of the companies Activision owns, which will go along in this 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 purchase. Uh, their QA testers have been on strike for five weeks. So the Activision Blizzard Workers Alliance, or AP, ABK, because um, remember King. Don't forget King Mobile. So Candy Crush. Microsoft now owns Candy Crush as well. Essentially just a money printer that they own. Um, so ABK tweeted out, The news of Activision's act acquisition by Microsoft is surprising but does not change the goals of the ABK Workers Alliance. Um, we remain committed to fighting for workplace improvements and the rights of our employees regardless of who is financially in control of the company. We will continue to work along, alongside our allies across the gaming industry to push for measurable change in an industry that desperately needs it. We called for the removal of Bobby Kotick as CEO in November for shielding abusers, and he still remains CEO as of, of, as of this writing. Uh, the strike for Raven QA is in its fifth week, and our striking staff has still not received response from leadership regarding our request to negotiate. And finally, three out of four of our original collective demands to improve the conditions of women in our workforce have not been met, unquote. Um, so, again, they're a little worried they're going to get lost in the sauce. Um, I saw other tweets from people involved emulating that same sentiment. To be honest, I don't think they will. Uh, Microsoft doesn't tolerate this kind of behavior. Um, not, I, I'm saying they don't tolerate the kind of behavior that the reason they're striking for. Like, they don't tolerate harassment or anything like that. Um, so I, I don't think that they're going to get pushed the wayside. Plus, the, the internet and the media wouldn't allow them to. Um, the other thing with that is, uh, it as of right now, more and more journalists have spoken to Kodak and other things, and it, it's heavily implied that he will be gone once the merger is completed. Um, that makes ultimate sense. And another reason why I think they will not be forgotten is a comment by Phil Spencer, who is now the CEO of Xbox gaming at Microsoft. So he got a promotion. Um, and he said this quote a few weeks back, quote, evaluating all aspects of a relationship with Activision Blizzard and making ongoing proactive adjustments. I personally have strong values for a welcoming, inclusive environment for all employees at Xbox. Um, unquote. And that had to do with stuff with Activision. Um, the other reason, the other reason I, I know this won't happen is because along with Phil Spencer's new title, Microsoft put out a picture of essentially all the heads 
the the executive vice presidents and all that at at Xbox, and like more than half were women. So they're not they're not going to let this shit slide at Blizzard when they take over. Um, and uh, let me just give you a quote of all the emails of all the letters that were sent out by each uh, major person in in the game. So this is a um, a memo or email from Bobby Kotick that was sent to the all of Activision Blizzard employees saying, quote, In considering possible partners, all roads ultimately led to Microsoft. Like us, they've been making games for a long time. Microsoft has already distributed games to hundreds of millions of the world's computers and computing devices and has technologies and innovations that will support the next generation of games. Microsoft also will support our journey to further strengthen our culture. Satya Nadella, Microsoft CEO, has been a passionate advocate for caring as a currency of leadership. Inspiring people through empathy is a powerful motivator and one we embrace as we renew our resolve and in the work we are now doing to set a new standard for a welcoming and inclusive workplace culture. Unquote. Um, like I said, ABK, Workers Alliance, has not changed their goals. Um, and then Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, essentially said this uh, to all Microsoft employees. Quote, effective today, Phil Spencer will become CEO of Microsoft Gaming. When the acquisition closes, the Activision Blizzard business will report to Phil. We look forward to extending our journey to create a more diverse and inclusive culture to our new colleagues at Activision Blizzard and ensuring all our employees can do what they love while thriving in a safe and welcoming environment, one where everyone feels empowered to do their best work. Um, And then Phil Spencer went on to say, quote, Microsoft is committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio cultures. We also believe that creative success and autonomy go hand in hand with treating every person with dignity and respect. We hold all teams and all leaders to this commitment. We're looking forward to extending our culture of proactive inclusion to the great teams across Activision Blizzard, unquote. Obviously, there's more stuff. These are just the main highlights. Now, a lot of people have been worried with Microsoft in general buying up studios because of, of their history with studios and how they've essentially run them into the ground. I don't think that's that hasn't been happening under Phil Spencer. Um, and obviously they're, they're trying to make changes. They did announce that they're going to try and put as many Activision Blizzard games on Game Pass as soon as the deal closes, uh, which obviously makes Game Pass an even better deal than it ever was, which is very interesting. Um, again, it goes back to exclusivity and things like that. Will Overwatch 2 now be an Xbox and PC exclusive? Possibly. I'd, I'd, like I said, I still don't think Call of Duty will. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, more than likely. Um, if, if another one in the franchise happens, who, who knows? But, look, I, I'm not for monopolies. I don't personally think this was a monopoly. Um... Honestly, I, I, I'm not happy. I'm not sad. I don't, I don't know what to feel. Um, it, it's a big fucking deal, though. It's, it's, that's 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 what it is, right? Because now Microsoft has essentially, one could argue that they bullied their way into having games after people say Xbox has no games. Um, one could also make the argument that Activision needed this more than Microsoft did. Um, that, that's definitely a louder argument to be made. I think 
ultimately this will be good for Activision, like I said, and I hope this helps the ABK Workers Alliance. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Microsoft ends up maybe selling off some of these smaller studios. Um, or, I mean, now they have 32 studios, right, with Bethesda. Technically, technically all this money they spent, and they really didn't even get that many studios. Um, like, between Activision and Blizzard, there's only like, t like not even 10, because it's Blizzard. It's Activision. You have Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Toys for Bob, um, High Moon Studios, Raven Software. I think like one other. It's not. It's not even that many. Um, it's just the they're, they're buying the IPs more than they're buying like Activision. You know what I mean? And it it it's it's just it's funny that. These are the, the studios they're getting. Because, like I said, it, again, it's not that many. It's more the IPs. StarCraft, Candy Crush, right? We don't talk about mobile that much. World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, Diablo, Overwatch. Um, so, it's so yeah, Treyarch, Raven, High Moon, Beanox, totally forgot about them. Sledgehammer Games, Infinity War, Demonware, and Toys for Bob. I think they got more studios in the Bethesda deal. <laughs> um, like, Beanox... Sledgehammer and them are pretty much support studios. I think Toys for Bob got moved over to that. It 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 it's just it's it's very very interesting. Um again, I think we got to wait to see what happens when the dust settles. Uh there's a lot of doom and gloom going around right now. Now, yes, there like I said there is a lot to to go with that and then hell it turns out that Activision tried buying Kotaku and PC Gamer to, to like get their reputation up that I don't agree with that's just anti-journalism not cool that's super bad like really really bad um but I just uh it's very interesting so here's all the major franchises they're getting with this right Call of Duty Guitar Hero, they own now. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Crash Bandicoot, Spyro. So there's potential for a new Spyro and another Crash. You get Warcraft, Starcraft, Overwatch, Diablo, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, and Candy Crush. Um, so, uh, like I said, there's a, there's a lot going on here. And it, it'll be interesting to see... Like I said, Blizzard's a shell of its former self. So I wonder... If you have any of these games get ported over to World's End, the studio that just made Age of Empires 4, or have them work with Blizzard to maybe make a StarCraft 3, um, maybe do something else. Um, I don't know if, if Heroes of the Storm will continue. I mean, it's 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 in a, it's a uh, very far third compared to Dota and uh, uh, League of Legends, right? Like, nobody talks about hots anymore um i don't think guitar heroes ever come, coming back from the dead i'll just say that but uh it, it, there's a lot going on here um funnily enough uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is funny but this is pretty wild sony's stock apparently took a 20 billion dollar hit yesterday um after the announcement obviously they'll recover let's uh 
Let's actually look and see how how Sony did um, today. So they're down five percent. Um, so yeah, they they took a so on Friday they were valued at one hundred twenty four U.S. dollars per stock. Um, they uh, the stock market was closed on Monday, and by uh, let me see. By market close yesterday, they had dropped to $115 a share. And as of right now, uh, today, market close, they were $110. So they're down overall 12.89% over the past five days, which is a wild fucking amount. Um, so this is per Bloomberg. They're, like I said, their, their shares fell around 13% in Tokyo. Um, just a day after Microsoft announced, and it's the f- largest single fall in Sony stock since October of 2008, per Bloomberg. And like I said, m- Sony just does not have the capital to do this. They just don't. Um, obviously, Microsoft did this to beef up Game Pass. And uh, going back to like our antitrust argument, um, a lawyer says that it probably won't. Um, This is David Hopp, a managing partner at the San Francisco-based media and tech law firm Gamma Law. Um, He says, quote, The acquisition is another example of so-called vertical integration in the video game industry. A console manufacturer or distributor acquiring a game developer or producer. Of course, this is the largest such deal in games industry history, but U.S. courts have historically been unwilling to apply restrictive antitrust principles to vertical transactions. Um, this isn't a horizontal one unless they view it as that. Um, he said likely to be, well, he says it could be bad for the industry. Um, and the winners are going to be mostly Activision executives who will benefit. Um, I did, uh, he said, uh, he also said though, the reason why it won't, he said, quote, it would be quite ridiculous at this point to try and make it an antitrust case. On the basis that the acquisition will result in less consumer choice in the shooter games product category, for example, unquote. Um, he also said, quote, it's, it, it is difficult to apply legal competition principles when the products are creative works like video games, each one of which is arguably unique and therefore not in direct competition, unquote. He's got a point. Like, it, it can't be a monopoly because technically there's like, a, anyone can make their own game and compete. Like, there's no one, there's no reason it's stopping them. Yes, it's harder to put it out, um, but would I say that, like, you, not every game directly competes. Yes, they compete, but they're not exactly the same product, right? It's like Microsoft got hit with antitrust back in the 90s with Office. Like, they were technically only allowing Office to be on their computers, and they were technically bullying people into only purchasing their machines and Windows and Office. Obviously, things had to change, and they ended up putting Office on on Macs and things like that. So it's like, that's, yes, you can make that argument with exclusivity, um, but again, there's always going to be a product from someone else on that other system. So it's, it's a lot harder to argue monopoly in the gaming industry. Could it be done? Possibly. We don't know yet. We don't know what the Biden administration is going to do with this one. So we'll see. We'll see. Again, I. this is a good move ultimately for Activision. 
Um, Microsoft buying them, I guess, makes some sense. Um, is it bad for gamers in the long run? I don't know. Uh, we can't make that argument for at least two or three years. I mean, the deal has to go through, has to be approved. Um, if Call of Duty goes exclusive, then yes, it's anti-consumer, and I'll, I'll gladly jump on that bandwagon with them. In the meantime, do I think it's anti-consumer? Not necessarily. Um, do I think it will hurt Xbox's relationship with EA and things like that? Possibly. Um, now, I just will. Will EA and Sony now make a make a deal that all EA games go exclusive? No. Because EA likes money too, and they're not going to take their games off Xbox consoles. Um, again, I it'll be interesting. Granted, EA and Activision haven't really been direct competitors for for years at this point. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Call of Duty and 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 Battlefield, but technically, Halo is a direct competitor to Battlefield as well, and you haven't seen their relationship tarnished there either. So, I I. I get why some people think it's a bad move for the industry. Obviously, consolidation, monopolization, not a good thing. Um, but again, there's there's still plenty of other large publishers out there. You still have the Embracer Group. You still have Ubisoft. You still have EA. You still have Sony. You still have Take-Two. Um, honestly, I'm just happy it wasn't Tencent buying them. I'd rather Tencent and their bullshitness and their Chinese government-backed nonsense have any more fingers or tendrils in the gaming industry. And obviously, I would prefer an American company. I don't care if they're European. As long as you're a Western company, I'm fine with that. I'd rather not have a company that is more than likely backed by the Chinese government coming in and buying them. Because that, ultimately, it's better... Microsoft did than anyone else, and honestly, I had a friend, Scott, who runs the 101 League today, I, I told him about how EA and Activision almost merged, he's like, oh great, it could have been all the all the, the uh, microtransaction hoarders under one roof, so ultimately it's a win-win now that it's not them together, but again, it's, it's it, this is major, and I, and I don't know what to feel, i like, cool, I'm happy, but because I'm an Xbox owner, I was like, I have a PS5 too, but it's like, I don't, I don't play Call of Duty like I used to. Like, I, I don't buy the Treyarch games, and I skipped last year because fuck Activision. Um, you know my thoughts on Activision. I've been saying it for months now, and I thought Bobby Kotick was going to be gone by the end of the year. Obviously, that didn't happen, and hopefully now he'll be gone come June 2023. So, we'll see what happens. The future is much less clear than it ever was. That's for damn sure. But hey, let's let's move over to uh, let's move over to TV here. Real Steel, the uh, Hugh Jackman movie that was pretty much Rock'em Sock'em Robots, is getting a Disney Plus show at some point in the future. Uh, no word yet on if it has even a writer or director attached, or if it will even connect to the movie. Just that it will be based on the movie which was based off a book, and that it will be airing on Disney+. Plus. That's very interesting. Um, I remember there was an Xbox 720 and like a PlayStation 
four or five was in there. I don't remember, but I just remember Xbox 720, and people always thought that would eventually come out. Uh, Quantum Leap is officially getting a, a reboot, which will serve as a continuation, I guess, of the original series. Uh, and it will leave the door open for Scott Bakula to return in some shape or form. And then uh, coming next month to Netflix, Will Arnett has a new show where he plays an investigator in investigating murders. And uh, every episode will feature a different guest star as his partner to help him solve the crimes. And if that doesn't sound like the best show ever, I, I don't know what kind of shows you're into. Because that literally sounds amazing. And the best part about it, the guest stars are not given a script. So they have to completely improvise. Which makes it that much more better. I don't think that's the right way to say things. That uh, It's just a great sounding concept. Let's just leave it at that, shall we? <laughs> uh, and speaking of revivals, Justified will be returning to TV as well. Uh, and Timothy Oliphant will be returning to the role that he made popular. Um, and then the Santa Claus is also returning to our screens in the form of a Disney Plus show. And Tim Allen will be starring as uh, Scott. What's his last name in that movie? Um, but Scott, who ultimately becomes uh, Santa Claus. I wonder how what that what uh, what the new clause will be in the contract that they have to figure out. Get it? Because it's he's the he's Santa Claus, but there's also a clause that he has to meet. You have to watch the movies to get it. <laughs> um, Netflix has also announced that they will be raising their prices again. This is now the sixth time since 2014. Uh, they raise their prices more than any other content and streaming service. Um, standard rates will go up a dollar and the premium will go up $2 to now cost $20 a month. If you want to be able to stream in 4k, um, we also got a couple of trailers for shows coming soon. Uh, we got our first trailer from moon Knight. It is very heavy on the Egyptian influence, just like the comic. I didn't know Oscar Isaac was going to be doing a British accent though. Uh, but it looks really cool. It looks very visceral. Um, it looks to be set apart from the rest of the MCU, which, again, could be a good thing, but it could also lead to a future with Blade, as Moon Knight and Blade often team up in the comics. Uh, and that is set to premiere on March 30th on Disney+. Plus. Definitely looking to be the most adult Marvel show on Disney+, Plus. that's for sure. Uh, we also got a trailer for Cuphead, which is premiering next month on Netflix, based on the popular video game. While... It does re re keep the uh, animation style to a point of the game, which reflects like old Max Fleischer cartoons from the 1930s and so. It still looks way too modern, and you can tell it, obviously, they can't do cell shading anymore. It, it While it looks that way and it does have like the film grain and everything like that, it, it just it doesn't look right. But it looks fun. It looks fun. I'm definitely gonna watch it. Uh, it still, it just, it looks a little off, and it looks way too modern for it to be. And and I get they're trying to do the best they can. Obviously, if they were gonna do it the old old school way, it would take forever to make. Um, but it still looks fun. It's definitely pulling a lot from the game. 
Uh, Paramount Plus also announced a lot of stuff for Star Trek. Um, Discovery has been renewed for season five, and it's the first Star Trek show since Voyager to get five seasons, as Star Trek Enterprise was canceled after four. Uh, season two for Strange New Worlds has also been announced before the premiere of the first season of Strange New Worlds. That will premiere um, May 5th. Picard season two gets a new air date, and that will now be March 3rd. So that will air once Discovery ends. And then Lower Decks, on top of getting a season three this year, has been renewed for season four for next year. Um, so that's all very exciting for Star Trek fans. And uh, Discovery resumes on February 10th uh, as Prodigy is currently airing its second block of Season 1 episodes. Um, It's also been announced that King of the Hill will be coming back in some capacity. Uh, The original producers and showrunners are back, including Mike Judge. Uh, No word yet on a premiere date or casting or anything like that. Or even what the story will be, for that matter. Um, And then we got our first teaser for the Lord of the Rings show on Amazon. And it will be called Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Very on-the-nose name there. Very, very interesting. Um, but the best part about this teaser trailer is it was all done practically, pretty much. It was uh, it shows a, uh, like, molten metal, essentially, forming the title, The, the, the Rings of Power. Um, and that is set to premiere in September. So very excited. That is about the second age in Middle Earth. And then uh, before we go on to a little bit of movie talk, uh, Peacemaker premiered this past week on HBO Max. The first three episodes dropped on uh, uh, the 13th. This show's fucking great. And do not skip the opening credits because they're some of the coolest opening credits I've ever seen on a TV show, let alone a comic book one. It's, It's a hilarious show. That helps. It's obviously James Gunn. John Cena excels in the role. Uh, the introduction of Vigilante is hilarious as well. And just the, the the whole cast in general is fun. The story they're going after is, is interesting and engaging. And ultimately, it, it's just... It does a lot of funky things and expands the DCEU. Confirmation of, of Batmite, by the way. But if, if you aren't watching Peacemaker, you should check it out. Because it's fucking great. But uh, yeah, Peacemaker, HBO Max, uh, Weekly. Uh, Then moving on to movies here. So Jonah Hill says he will only make Superbad 2 on one condition. He has to be at least 80 years old before he'll make it. Uh, So they want to do it as as like raunchy old men. And uh, I I follow comments by celebs on Instagram. And uh, Jonah Hill tweeted out that story. And then uh, Seth Rogen commented, "At at the rate... It took us to write the first one. I think we have plenty of time to write the second one. And uh, I thought that was really funny. Probably not going to happen, but it'd be funny if it does in uh, 50 years or so. That'd probably be the longest gap between a movie and its sequel. It'd be wild. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda has resumed production uh, following Letitia Wright's recovery from her injury sustained while filming several months back. Um, but she is in Atlanta, and uh, they resume filming. They pretty much just have to finish everything with her. Uh, the film is still on track for a release later this year. Uh, we also got our first look at Leslie Grace as Batgirl in her Batgirl costume for the HBO Max film. 
And her costume is very, very, very evocative of the Batgirl of Burnside um, story uh, in, in uh, was that Rebirth or New 52? Um, but it, it is very, very evocative of, of that outfit um, with the leather and the, the, the look of the outfit, I should say. Very, very Batgirl of Burnside, which has me very, very excited. Uh, I cannot wait to see that movie. Um, I know filming is underway right now, but... Oh, and yeah, don't forget, Michael Keaton's back as Batman in that one. And, uh... Oh, God, uh... I can't think of his name. Is back as Commissioner Gordon. Wow, I'm drawing a blank. Um... Anyway, <laughs> Batgirl Burnside, live action, baby. Um, Joss Whedon, this man continues to dig himself into a deeper grave. I'm not even gonna, like, go into the stupid shit that came out of his mouth. But, like, he was blaming Gal Gadot because she didn't understand him because English isn't her first language. Like, fuck off, bro. Most Israelis have better English than some Americans do. Like, like, fuck off, Joss. Like, seriously. And then calling people bad actors and telling them it's their fault. Like, nah, dude. You're the problem, bro. Stop trying to save yourself. Like, it, it's not, it's not working, bro. It is not working. You're, 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 you dug your own grave here, bud. I don't see any way of you coming back from this this interview where essentially you just blame everyone else like nah dude you're done you're done bro bye have a good life um and then uh couple things Willem Dafoe says he wants to play the jo a Joker imposter next to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker and everyone's been wanting Willem Dafoe's version of a Joker and honestly, if this ever happens, it would be amazing. But speaking of actors and roles, here's a sentence I never thought I'd hear I'd say, especially considering it happened the same day as the Microsoft Activision deal, making me think it was April 1st yesterday. Daniel Radcliffe will be playing Weird Al Yankovic in a biopic. First off, I didn't know Weird Al was popular enough to get a biopic. I love Weird Al, don't get me wrong. But, like, I know he kind of, like, fades in and out of obscurity sometimes. No offense to Weird Al. I love the man, like I said. But he releases an album every few years. Um, a lot of people think he's weird. Obviously, hence the name Weird Al. Um, but honestly, I hope this just brings more attention to the greatness that is Weird Al his amazing, thoughtful writing. First off, the man's extremely talented. Um, and of course, he, he never makes a song without permission from the original artist, even if they don't know who he is. Um, but I think it's it's great that, that hopefully this in, introduces Weird Al to more people. And then, final bit of movie news here. Uh, this is what I love. Paramount will re-release The Godfather, uh, fully restored 4K in AMC theaters next month. 
uh, the original Godfather uh, for its 50th anniversary. I definitely want to do this because I've never seen it in theaters before, obviously. I'm only 31. The movie's 50 years old. Uh, and then its 4K Blu-ray release will follow several weeks later. Um, the movie looks amazing in its restored format. I'm not kidding. It looks brand new. And um, yes, it's AMC theaters only. Uh, later this month, 50th anniversary, The Godfather. I cannot wait. Um, but that's it for Nixner News this week. Obviously, we spent a lot of time talking about the Activision-Microsoft merger, buyout, purchase, whatever you want to call it. That's earth-shattering news for the gaming industry. Um, a lot of other things. Uh, but with that being said, uh, thank you guys for listening week in, week out. Um, as always, check out nixnernews.com where you can listen to the show right in your browser. Or if you prefer, you can listen to us on the go. We're available on all major streaming platforms for podcasts, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. Uh, you guys can find links to all that on our website. Also, while you're there, check out our social media page where you can see our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter feeds. Always posting a lot of fun memes. If not, just follow Nick's Nerd News on your preferred social media platform of choice. And with that, I will catch you guys on the flip side.